0: All right. Hello and welcome to the family giving you something to talk about or just the live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretzler. I'm an identity coach and spiritual teacher, uh, business mentor and creator, founder of not only just the live TV, but also the women supporting women can Network, which is one of our sponsors today. So one of our sponsors today is the women supporting women can network join a community by women for women, all about connecting all about learning and growth. Being able to vent in a safe, judgment-free space when you're just not in a good mood. <laughs> so go and click that link and join the group today. Um, Facebook for right now. We are launching a membership site for the group, so go and check that out. If you would like to connect with myself or my guest today, please feel free to do so. Um, our links are in the ooh. Our links are in the description of this episode. Go and find it. Um, other than that, we're going to be talking today about disabilities, the workplace, and entrepreneur space. And we're going to get into that right away, right after Corey introduced herself. Well, Corey, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Oh, well, yeah, sure. First, thank you for having me on today. I'm super excited to be here. I am Corey Fonville Foster. I am a full time entrepreneur. I own iRock Marketable Business Solutions based here in Virginia, USA. I'm also a trainer, a speaker, a coach, <laughs> like I wear many hats, along with just being a wife, a mom, a homeschool mom, I do it all. So I'm super excited to be here.
0: I love that. I love that. Multiple hats. We all we all wear multiple hats and we're all multi-passionate, so why not turn those into businesses? Um, <laughs> we're going to touch on that a little bit today. So you and I were talking um, when we first did the pre screening interview, we were talking about... You know just the workplace and so let's start off with the workplace um we're talking about disabilities in the workplace so if you're an employee or an employer and you have a disability or you have employees with disabilities whether those are seen or unseen there are a lot of cracks in society today that people with disabilities fall through and we we're not we need to be bringing this more awareness to this to this issue and start talking about how to amend it and how to you know grow with the times. I think that we we need to start growing with the times. I know that I have a family member who struggles massively with anxiety and was fired because they wouldn't call in. They were having a really anxious day and then, you know, they didn't call in because their employer would yell at them or or get very agitated with them and not understanding that anxiety is a disability right? It it can be disabled. Um, So that's why I said, whether it's mental, physical, whether it is um, emotional health and wellness, whatever that looks like, disabilities need to be treated like they mean something.
1: Definitely. I think for me, I love that you said like seen and unseen, because I know as I was going through my journey, and I know we haven't talked a lot about it, but I'm, I'm actually legally blind. And when I was going through my journey of finding out that I was going blind, it didn't look like it, right? When you think of a blind person, you think of someone maybe with the Ray Charles glasses on or looking very stereotypical, can't see, maybe using a walking cane, things of that nature. But people aren't educated in the workplace to know that blindness is a spectrum. And so some people look totally quote unquote normal um, and they still have some limitations or some different things they have to do to function in a workspace. And because a lot of employers aren't educated and don't want to take the time to be educated, like you said, there are just these massive gaps of understanding and I'm not even going to say tolerance, but Um, accommodation of people's
0: disabilities
1: in the workplace, which is very unfortunate.
0: I have been, I've been on a slight rampage lately, just in in theory and in my head, I've been thinking about, you know, schools and I've been thinking about workplace environments and I've been thinking about entrepreneur space that, you know, we've had a lot of changes over the last 10 years in society and in the world that is creating new opportunities like work from home right we weren't able to work from home 10 years ago now we're able to work from home and it looks completely different um we weren't able to do schooling at home and now we can right um remote learning uh, not talking homeschooling but remote learning right where the kids were at home and they would do schooling online there's a lot of changes but again those changes aren't taking into consideration, and, and this is my biggest one, is that we're all unique individuals. We yeah. all have different needs. We all have different spectrums what, you know um, and I love the, the word spectrum because it is. Life, our identity is a spectrum, right? My symptoms of something may be different than your symptoms of something. How I cope with something may be different than somebody else. My perspe- my, my perspective, perspective or perception of something, Maybe completely different and we're not taking that into consideration when we're in the workspace and the you know the entrepreneur environment even schooling you look at schooling they've made it so that children with disabilities can still go to school right they're yeah. making that progress and Definitely. i think the the workplace needs to to pick up on that as well so Let's hear about your, if you don't mind sharing, what's your journey with workplace disability?
1: So I was in the medical field. Let's start there because I think depending on where you are, depends on how much you need certain senses, right? Like I said, I'm legally blind. So I was in the medical field. I was working um, with doctors. So I'm seeing patients. I'm drawing blood. I'm helping with procedures. So I'm very hands-on. I need my eyes. Um, But I also had like clerical work. And things I did in the doctor's office. And so as my vision, and I can only speak for myself, as my vision started to change and, and somewhat deteriorate, I found that there just was a very um, there was a lot of lack of understanding of what was happening with me, even though I was trying to articulate it as best I could. Um, as it was happening to me, like I didn't know, I've never been blind before. So I was trying to say, oh, these things are harder for me. Could I do this? I was trying to kind of bridge the gap of understanding for myself. And my employer and what I found unfortunately was that they had set up a system they had their protocols and procedures that were just very one-sided and there was no wiggle room to the point where as as I started to lose vision and I started to see that kind of pushback right they're not necessarily telling you there's an issue but you're feeling it right they're making it harder and harder for you to do your job they said yeah I could tell I was like okay I'm gonna leave this job I'm gonna try to go somewhere else maybe there'll be more understanding so I interviewed for a different job, I got it, I was still in the medical field, I let them know, hey, my eyesight, I have appointments, I have this situation, they seemed, quote unquote, very understanding, was in that job, the more doctor's appointments I had, the less vision I had, that understanding quickly <laughs> diminished, um, and I can only laugh about it now, because it was, it was very stressful and frustrating during the time, but they didn't get it, they didn't understand. Oh, well, you saw this yesterday, why can't you see this today? And then it was to the point where I it was almost unsafe. And I told you a little bit about this when we talked earlier, it was almost unsafe. And I, I didn't say almost, it was becoming very unsafe for me to do certain things. And instead of my job being like, she's a great worker, let's lay her off so maybe I could do unemployment or something like that as I was trying to apply for disability. They just made my job super hard. It was a super aggressive, toxic environment to the point where I was pretty much forced out. I was forced to quit, meaning I left with no- nothing. And I left because I just could not imagine myself putting patients in danger. And it was just to the point where someone would simply get on a scale and I couldn't see how much they weighed. Um, I could didn't see people's faces anymore. I said, you know what, I'm going to leave because I see they're not going to let me go. They're not going to accommodate me. And so I did. I left. So it was unfortunate. And I feel like my story is not unique by any means. I've talked to other people who, like you said, have anxiety or have severe depression or have any type of seen or unseen disability. And when they have to deal with work, right, they're just not accommodating in any way or not as accommodating as really they could have been. There are so many easy things that can be implemented to help out an individual that's having to do things a little differently. And I think that if employers would just take a moment to have a conversation and be open to some ideas, it wouldn't be so difficult. But unfortunately, like I said, a lot of companies just
0: aren't at that space yet. No, a lot of companies, um, I work for Canada Post in, in Canada and i got injured and so here's my story of a workplace discrimination because that's technically you know um a lack of mobility discrimination it's it comes hand in hand and so when the pandemic hit um i did a bunch of research because i have my own unseen medical conditions um and so I went to work and and I started telling them I said listen if masks become mandatory I will not be able to come to work what is the scenario at this point they're like oh oh we you know we don't even know what that's going to happen and blah 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 I ended up getting injured at work so I ended up off anyway um, during a good portion of the pandemic but then when I when it was time for me to return back to work again masks were now at that point mandatory And I have a medical condition, Uh, it's not anxiety, it's not mental, it's physical, I cannot physically breathe in hot air. So wearing a mask for me is very hard. Um, I have to, you know, if I went to the store during the pandemic, if I was the one who had to go to the store, I would be lifting that mask away from my nose just to be able to breathe you know, while pushing the cart or whatever it is that I had to do. and I had to run in and out. And by the time I got out of there, I had trouble breathing for the next few hours. Right? So physically hard for me. Now I have an uncommon, um, allergy that causes that, right? I have a heat allergy. And that's what causes me to be unable to wear a mask. But because nobody's heard of it, they don't understand it. There's nothing there. Right? Um, and I was flat out told that they're going to try to push you out. They're going to try to push you out because they don't want to pay you. They don't want to accommodate you. They're going to try to push you out. And absolutely, they tried to push me out. I There is a, one one lady that is at my work who I've never met. <laughs> we have never met. We have never spoken. We've spoken once. Um and this was after I found out that she absolutely hates me and we've never met like, but that's but that's their plan, right? Is to push me out. And there's another person who had um, a similar situation to mine. And again, they tried to push that person out. <laughs> Luckily we're unionized, but again, still it's, there is no wiggle room and devil's advocate and i'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute is if there's a company and they're hiring and they're hiring for a certain position and you have to be able to do what it is that you're being hired to do i understand that i get it but there has to be some wiggle room if i'm hired to do a position and i can't do that position any longer that's not my fault right it's not a fault and i think that's what we're missing here is It's assumed or, or it becomes our liability because, you know, the life bus chose to hit us with whatever condition or whatever disability that we're experiencing. It's not like I, I, you know, cut my neck so that I couldn't speak. You know what I mean? Like, that's how ridiculous it is. Oh, you did like, you know, oh, I, I, I sprayed my eyes with something that I saw that I couldn't see. Like, it's not.
1: That's how you're treated, though. Yeah, and I and I have something to add to that. So, yeah, there are jobs that, like, if you it says you have to lift 15 pounds and things like that. But sometimes I've talked to other people who are visually impaired, and sometimes even when they go in for the interview, if they if the employer sees that they're visually impaired, they will automatically decide. I think in their minds mentally, they say this person couldn't do this job. But it's like, how about if I'm interviewing for it? ask me, can you do this, can you do that? Because I think sometimes people will make their own perceptions of what you can and cannot do. And I think that that's also part of the issue because yes, if you have, you know, one arm, maybe you can't lift 50 pounds or something like that. Maybe you can, again, ask, make somebody say like, yes, I can, but also be open to hearing like, hey, I just need a simple accommodation. So for me, a simple accommodation is I have a magnifier, right? simple accommodation, or I need a screen that I can magnify, or it can talk to me. Those are simple apps. They don't even cost the company any money. A lot of outside companies provide extra workplace support, but the companies don't even want to hear it. And so, like you said, they they just want to say, nope, let me push you out or not even let you in the doors, because what we perceive is going to be a problem. And I think there just has to be more talk and understanding about how do we go about hiring people ethically? How do we go about maintaining our employees in a way that supports them in whatever phase of life they're in? Because even if, like you said, anxiety earlier, somebody might be thinking, well, anxiety is not that big of a deal. They just need to, you know, man up or what have you. It's like, no, they have clinically, you know, proven diagnosis of anxiety that is dis- you know, disabling at some points, right? It's not for you to decide. Their doctor has decided. Now you need to say, okay, what can we do to make this situation work? And I think employers just need to be more understanding and open to those kinds of conversations of saying this may be something we need to individualize a little bit and ask the person. Like if I was just if I would have been asked and other people I know who are in similar situations would have just been asked, how can we work this out? then it would have been some middle ground. We could have had a conversation and at least I would have felt heard. I know it feels good. I'm sure you would have enjoyed being able to just be heard to say, Hey, this is my condition. Cause like you, my condition is rare to have uveitis before I had it, didn't know it existed. I still go to doctors and they have to like Google it in front of me. And so I get, it's not common. People don't get it, but it doesn't mean it's not real. And it doesn't mean it's not a serious thing. And I think that The fact that I'm able to be a CEO right now, I'm able to homeschool my kids, I'm able to do all this stuff shows that I could have been just as, if not more amazing at the current job I had, if only I had been given the opportunity. And so I think employers need to think, who am I missing out on, a really good worker? Because we could choose to just go home (laughs) and not work, but we're saying we want to be here, we want to work, we want to do a great job. Just help me so that I can do that.
0: Yep, Um, absolutely um like I was saying with my 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 youngest daughter right we were getting ready for her to go back to school after the the pandemic and I had to call the school and I'm like we need to move the bus stop closer like it's not it's not a city schedule it's the bus schedule and I'm like we need to move the bus stop closer to my house and they're like well why and it's because my daughter is allergic to the cold well, is 100 feet really going to make a difference? And I said, yes, absolutely it is. You know, if she's got to go stand outside and wait outside for the bus, that's going to cause an issue because she is anaphylactic allergic to the cold. <clears throat> but because people hadn't heard it or didn't know about it, yeah, it was like this huge issue that Mama Bear had to come out for because it, it just, it, it's things like that. Um. I was going to mention, we're talking about, you know, uh, specifically in the workplace right now, but not even that. Let's, let's talk, you know, workplace and entrepreneurs, right? Uh, so I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I have six businesses. And as I go forward, I'm going to be hiring and I'm going to be hiring more and more and more. Now, the way they hire, like you were saying, they, we need to be asking questions. And one of those questions that I like to ask is what are you really good at? What are you passionate about? What do you like to do? Obviously, if I'm hiring a VA, let's say I'm hiring a virtual assistant, and I say, I need this, this, and this done, right? If you don't have any of those skills, I'm not gonna hire you because you, right? Yes, am mm-hmm. I, yes, do I wanna know what you're passionate about? I will still ask you, hey, what are you passionate about? And if you're passionate about, <coughs> If you're passionate about administrative duties, you know, I might hire you to do, you know, the admin stuff on my Facebook groups or on my membership platform, whatever that looks like. Right. I think we need to be asking people, what are your strengths? What are you what are you good at? What do you really enjoy doing? Right. If you hire somebody who has all the qualifications for accounting. But they really like, you know, a different aspect of your business maybe put them in that different aspect of your business
1: and see how that goes. Yeah, I agree. I, I met the place in my business where we've definitely hired different individuals and I get that not everyone has this, this privilege of being able to work virtually. So my thought is, is if I, if I interview you and you say you can do the task, then I'm going to say, okay, like I've, Seen some work of yours and it's fine. To me, I'm not worried about how you do it um, as long as it gets done. And so I think for me, that's one of the things I do ask questions um, related to my business as far as like, do they like any other things that we do? Because I always want people who are really great to grow with me. But yeah. I think kind of stemming back to the disabilities point, because I have hired someone with a mess, I've hired someone else. I don't know the name of her condition, but the way she explained it to me was that she gets. Um, tired a lot she has like really bad fatigue um and she has to really pace herself to the point where like she's not a person that can push through like her body literally will shut down and again that doesn't bother me again i just say okay well this is how we tend to do our deadlines do you think you could do it in this time frame if at any point this no longer works please give me as big of a heads up as possible so we can accommodate um because I now i'm on the other side of being the hirer. Um, And I think that's the way I tackle it. I think that, of course, like I said, I want people to grow in the company, but also I don't have to be in all their business. Now, if there's something I need to do to accommodate, then I can, like right now, I kid you not, my assistant, um, she has a condition and she was like, okay, my brain's shutting down. She's in another room in my house laying down. And that's fine with me. (laughs) It's fine with me because I saw her working earlier. She's like, hey, you know, I'm gonna go lay down for a bit and in a bit she'll be back and she'll work and our deadlines don't get missed. So it doesn't hurt me any. Um, If we were doing something live, she would do it live and then go and take a break if need be. And I think, like I said, I love the flexibility. I do get that it's a privilege. Not everyone can work from home. Um, But I think that this is just one example of how if we put the people first, right? Not just the money, if we put people first, we can navigate this, right? Just like with your daughter, they needed to put her needs first. Because my thought is, instead of being argumentative about, well, why is it important? how big is it an issue for them to move the bus stop? Because it probably wasn't that big of an issue for them to move it. So now we didn't have to ask why, we didn't have to go into the details. We didn't, we did, they didn't need to ask you all that information. If on their end it wasn't that big of a deal, could we just have moved it? Now we've, we've, we've done a good job we've, for this family, for these people. That needed that support. And I think we have to start thinking about that. If it's not gonna be that big of an issue for us to accommodate, let's do it. If it is, let's have a conversation, but let's have an open minded conversation. Because I feel like the way you said they told you, they were more argumentative, trying to do a little pushback. And it's not necessary. Hey, what's her, you know, is there a reason? Sure, this is the condition. Okay, let us look into it. Let us get back to you. And then they need to get back to you in a timely manner on how they can resolve the situation. Yep. Done. <laughs> It's so simple, so very simple.
0: You know what? I'm so for me. I'm about to in the next month or two, I'm going to be hiring. Um and I want to hire somebody local to me. Mm-hmm. The reason I want to hire somebody local is because I want a personal assistant. I don't want just a virtual assistant, I want a personal assistant who can grow with me and become my future business manager. I have six businesses. I want somebody who can Run them for me, <laughs> run the background, and delegate everything, right? So I'm looking for somebody to, who can grow with me. Now, for somebody here, you know, if you come and work for me and you have MS or you have a disability where, you know, you can't sit at a desk all day, you know, grab the laptop, go lie down on the couch. I'm totally fine with that, right? If you need to take an hour to just chill on the couch, take your phone. Right, you can take your phone and go onto the Facebook groups and engage there, or do something fun or whatever. Right, like switch it up right. a bit. It's it's not all. Hey, you have to do this now, 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 now. It's okay. This is the deadline. As long as you can get it done by the deadline, I don't care when you do it or how you do it. Just get it done by the deadline, right? Um, and I think that makes a huge difference. Um, in, in an employee or an employer standpoint, right? I'm, If you can't make it in today, but you can work from home. Great. Right. Exactly.
1: And we get that. Cause I know some people might be listening to this or watching this and saying, well, that's not realistic for everybody. We get that guys, we get that. Not everybody can do this, but the point I think we're trying to get across is that most people aren't even trying to accommodate. And I think that that's that's the issue. Um, So just keep that in mind. We're not saying that everybody can go lay down on their job. However, now that we've seen that most of our jobs can be virtual, I think that people's eyes need to be open to yes, let somebody go take a nap. If they work best when they take a nap in the middle of the day, let them take their nap as long as their work is done. And I love how you said that, lay on the couch and do it. That's how I am just get your stuff done. I've never pressed about people say, Oh, can I be off for religious holidays? Absolutely. Just tell me what days you're going to be off. You know, I need to go to doctor's appointments. Absolutely. Just tell me what days you're going to be off. Because as long as we have great communication, we can get it done. And I think that when people are happy, right, because they say that people don't leave jobs because of the job they leave because of the people, right, the management, when you have a great relationship with the people you work with, Usually it's not hard to accommodate because if if people know that this is an ethical place and that people are good people, they don't try to get over on you. Very I've I've had very few instances I found as an entrepreneur where I feel like people are trying to get over because I'm 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 more understanding of people's in different situations. And yeah. I think that if more people kind of adopted that philosophy of let's treat people with respect and understanding, they wouldn't have so many issues either. Because some of you might be thinking, oh, well, everybody will just take off. No, they don't. People work hard for me. They will bend over backwards. I've gone to my uh, independent consultants and been like, hey, is there any way you can do this in 24 hours? Knowing that usually they have a week and they'll say absolutely anything for you yep. because I am understanding and I have cultivated that type of relationship with my team because yeah, I'm going to treat them with respect. And I think that's what most of us want, right?
0: I was just about to say that mutual respect and value, right? When you feel valued, as an employee, as an employer, when you feel valued and when you feel like you can trust that person, right? Like I said, you mentioned, you know, if you if you want to take religious holidays off, or you want to take holidays off, absolutely. Either prep for it beforehand. I need stuff every done every day, right? Monday to Friday, I need stuff done every day. But if you're gonna miss out on a Friday, you know, let's get somebody else to do it, prep it so that somebody else can do it, or do it before you leave. Right. The communication that I'm not going to just leave you hanging. You're not going to leave me hanging. Let's get something worked through. Right. And again, that's, you know, somebody who deals with migraines. Yeah. OK, you can't do um, whatever you need to do, but you can delegate it to somebody else. Right. If you have somebody else that can do it or, you know, if you know, you have a, a way to deal with it. As long as there's something in place to make sure that the job gets done, then there should be accommodation. And that simple as
1: that. <laughs> simple as that. Can the job get done? Yes. Can it get done by deadline? Yes. Okay, then we're great. Yep. Simple, simple as that. And I think that. If you are listening to this and you are an employer or if you are someone dealing with a disability seen or unseen, this may be a conversation you need to have with your HR, with your management. And also, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to get deep into rights. But um, I know here in the U.S. and she's and she's in Canada, so I'm not sure what your rules are. But I would think most of us have laws in place to um, make sure you're not getting discriminated against at work. And sometimes we fear um what our employer will do or what the team will think because we're asking for accommodations but we do have rights you have the right to be there you have the right to be paid adequately you have the right to be accommodated within a reason add talk to your hr let them know and don't let you know just from the employee side don't let enough bad things happen like you're getting written up a lot because for some reason something's not working out and you know just thing after thing after thing they're having to talk to you all the time because you don't want to tell them talk to your HR find out your rights and and find a way to work it out because I will tell you once you get written up a whole bunch and once enough people are mad at you it is hard to kind of come out of it again it's not your fault but you have to advocate for yourself and advocate for yourself early. Let them know. As soon as I knew most of my eyes were acting up, I immediately told my, my the doctor I was working for, I told my office manager and I updated them because I wanted that paper trail of, hey, I had a meeting, I discussed, this was the situation, this was the scenario, these are the changes, because then you have that paper trail of saying, hey, I didn't just not do my work. I've been talking to them this whole time, explaining the situation, Have your doctor's information, you don't have to give it to them, but just have that information so that you are covered. Because if anything were to happen, you want to make sure that you're in the right, right. So that's just a little caveat there's just make sure that you are talking because they can't read your mind um like i said we have rare conditions nobody would have known like why is she coughing why is she bumping into stuff why is she messing up on paper nobody can read our minds but keep the communication open let them know what they need to know so that you get the accommodations you need as well
0: yep one of the biggest things you can't get mad at anybody for not following through if you're not talking to them. yes right if you need to be accommodated, but you're not talking to your employers about how or why or when you need to be accommodated, you can't get mad at them for not accommodating. You have to have healthy communication. And there is nothing wrong with using your voice to you know, keep yourself happy and healthy, right? <laughs> and if you're not being, if you're not disclosing what's going on in your life, if you're not disclosing and having that healthy communication, your work may become unsafe for you and that's not good for you or your employees. Again, I can't stress this enough, mutual respect and value, mutual respect and value that that's, I think that has to be a a focus going forward in any business, whether it's entrepreneurs, whether it's in the workplace, doesn't really matter. There needs to be value and, and respect.
1: Absolutely. And like I said, you know, we're not we're not lawyers. So we're not going to tell you how much to say or not to say. But one thing that helped me out a lot was to get in groups with other individuals that had disabilities. Like I found a, a uveitis group. I also found um different groups of uh, just disabled people because within those groups, usually they have additional resources. So for instance, if you do have like MS, which is multiple sclerosis, um, they have multiple sclerosis support groups, which bigger organizations are tied to because then they can let you know what your rights are. They can let you know what kind of accommodations you can have. They can also let you know if they provide any support things. So for me, I know from the, um, I think it's the US Congress Library, something like that. I have like a reader. I also got um, free training on how to walk with a cane, all kinds of things were free to me, but I had to know they existed and that was through those groups. So don't feel like you're alone on this journey. Um, I know sometimes it can feel like that, but try to link up with individuals going through something similar as you and find out what resources are available because that will definitely help aid you as you do navigate through the workplace. Or if you do decide like we have to be entrepreneurs, it will also help you know what is available to you as an entrepreneur as you hire others or are um, just trying to navigate just starting and growing your own business. There's just so much support out there
0: absolutely and join the women's putting women network um coming forward like i said we're going to be having a membership group for that for that platform where we're going to be discussing everything there's going to be resources podcasts talk shows um downloads uh links to resources in multiple categories we're going to have health and wellness personal development motherhood relationships um spirituality career and business um think that's all of them (laughs) off the top of my head but we're gonna have all of that in that group so check out the women supporting women can network um get involved if you're a provider and you want to be involved let us know we are looking for providers for the group um yeah and that's our sponsor today so why not (laughs) why not um is there anything else you'd like to add Corey? before we get going. Um, So the
1: last thing, like I'm going to do a little plug for myself here, but the last thing is if you are thinking about entrepreneurship, I know that some of you may just be feeling like going to a regular nine to five is just too much of a hassle. You can't find anyone to hire you or accommodate your needs. If you're thinking about starting a business, I would love for you to reach out to me. Um, Again, my information should be somewhere (laughs) in the show notes, Um, but I own IROC Marketable Business Solutions and we help individuals start their businesses, um, monetize their passion so that they are able to live the life they deserve. Because all of us deserve happiness, prosperity, whether we have a disability or not. Um, so I would encourage you to contact me. Definitely join her membership group, because that sounds amazing. I, I want to know more myself. But let's let's keep growing um, mm-hmm. together and, and finding these additional resources and and building ourselves, because like I said, we all deserve an amazing life.
0: Absolutely. All right. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to check out Corey's blog post on the Gist of Blog. Go and check that out. 10 tips to get you unstuck and unlock your full potential. So go and check that out. That was um, launched today uh, for our Gist of Blog. So go and check that out. Link in the comments um, of this episode. So go again, check that out. If you don't have that, you can find just a blog on just tv.com you can reach out to either myself or Corey uh, our links are in the description of this episode no matter where or where you know where you're watching or listening um and yeah thanks a lot Corey for joining me today
1: thank you for having me
0: all right don't forget whether you're an employer or an employee disabilities should not be discriminated we should be encouraging you know Closing those gaps that either unseen or seen disabilities fall through. So make sure that you are um, advocating for yourself, advocating for others, and seeing how your workplace, whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee, can start making a change because that's what we're all about. So lots of love, just a family. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, depending on when or where you are watching. I'm your host, Melissa Crouchlett, and I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye.